What are we talking about on today's podcast, you ask? Well, we got to talk about how the D-backs own all Chicago teams. How does the rotation break down after Davies got DFA'd? Then part two with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres for the YouTube audience. Excuse me, not the YouTube audience. For the audio audience where we break down part two, continue our regression draft, drafting the candidates that we think are going to come back to earth in 2024 just for the audio audience. So for the YouTube audience, go check Check out the YouTube channel. We already got that video up for y'all. So bringing all that down on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks to both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would, not be, I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. Now, for today's podcast, uh, we'll talk a little bit with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres later in the pod. We'll continue our regression draft part two uh, of that draft. So that will be later in this podcast for the audio audience. But for the YouTube audience, you got to go to Lockdown Dimebacks on YouTube to see the regression draft. But for today's podcast, we're going to be starting with the D-backs first two games against the Chicago White Sox and just overall how the D-backs are playing right now because this D-back squad, I don't know why, but they own these Chicago teams because Against New York, I don't know why, two major cities right in the country of America. D-backs hate traveling to the East Coast. They're not East Coasters. They don't like traveling through those different time zones. Going into New York, they have sucked against the Mets and the Yankees this year. Two and eight against New York teams. But this D-backs do love themselves a little Midwest. Going up to Chi-Town, eight and one against both Chicago teams this year. And once again, the D-backs... First two games of this series against the White Sox, I mean, have just looked so good. And it's been a complete effort through the first two games. Really perfectly balanced first two games for the D-backs. Because that first game, I mean, you saw offense galore, right? 12 hits, 15 runs, 4 for 9 runs with runners in scoring position. You had someone like Christian Walker just put together an all-time performance. Like, this is someone who is going to be a free agent in a couple years. I am so curious to... What the D-backs want to offer him, what he can get on the open market, because this is someone who is underrated in Major League Baseball. But when he's on your team like the D-backs, I mean, he's going to have another season 
uh, with near 40 home runs. He's got three seasons now with the D-backs where he has at least 29 home runs. Another season where he's going to be one of the best defensive first baseman, if not the best defensive first baseman in the sport. Power, got some clutchness. I mean, could work on the clutch factor, but three for five in game one, two home runs, six RBIs, three runs, like an all-time performance by Christian Walker in game one. Also saw a little Corbin Carroll in a... Not too much in game one, but just overall, Corbin Carroll, the last couple weeks, had just been on a tear. One of my predictions on Friday's pod was Corbin Carroll was going to carry this offense down the stretch. And it's been a lot of different people. Like I just said, Christian Walker has been part of the mix, part of the contributions to this D-backs offense uh, over the past couple weeks. But Corbin Carroll has been the catalyst for this D-backs offense, hitting at, the, hitting at the top of the lineup, getting on base. 16 for his last 44 at bats in the last 10 games. Corbin Carroll is heating up toward the end of the season and if you look at a slash line right now 285 361 505 like this guy is going to have I mean with the way he's playing if he continues on this pace because he has eight of his last 11 games I think he has a hit with like half of those being multi-hit games like if he continues on this pace he might finish with like a 295 average like a 880 OPS and have that 27 home runs, maybe like 55 stolen bases. Like the counting numbers that Corbin Carroll is going to put up at the end of the season for a rookie is just going to be absolutely insane. I'm so curious to see what kind of numbers he can put up in year two. Hopefully, we don't see a sophomore slump from Corbin Carroll, but offense really elite in game one. Game two took a little bit of a step back, but we got to see the pitching really step up because you had Brandon Fott put together another spectacular performance. I think it's back to back starts now with at least eight strikeouts. I have to double check, but it seems like Brandon Fott's starting to get a little bit more comfortable up there on the mound um, with more he pitches throughout the season. I mean, we saw him to start the year, right? Brandon Fott was so bad, gave up so many home runs early in his career, and he's still very home run prone. I mean, there were some pitches today you're like, ah, that one was probably a little bit too high in the zone for me, Mr. Fott, but uh, considering how many home runs he can give up, I mean, he did give up two in his most recent start against the New York Yankees. Uh, but I do think Brandon Fott um, has been pitching better here down the stretch. Two of his last three starts have been shutouts for Brandon Fott. So I do like to see that. Like I said, I was correct. Back-to-back starts where he has at least eight strikeouts now. So I, I think we're starting to see Brandon Fott emerge here. I still think he's a big work in progress, but do like to see him heat up just a little bit as we enter the postseason and then also bullpen was really good in both of these games in game one the bullpen was almost flawless ryan nelson did give up a couple uh ryan nelson gave up oh actually no earned runs i take that back bullpen was flawless in game one and the bullpen was also flawless in game two ryan nelson came in 4.2 innings pitch no earned runs it was only zach davies who gave up four earned runs so bullpen actually gave up no earned runs Back-to-back days against the Chicago White Sox. Nelson came in, then Jarvis, Kyle Nelson in Game 1. And then Game 2, once again, perfect bullpen. Paul Seawalt shuts the door. So it's like you get perfect fought in Game 2, you get perfect offense in Game 1, you get perfect bullpen in both of those games. But guess who wasn't perfect, specifically in Game 1, because he started the game? Zach Davies, someone who we don't have to see any longer because Davies has been DFA'd, and it's another move that's better late than never because, of course, Zach Davies is not really a, a helpful contributor at this point of his career for this D-backs team. I did like the D-backs bringing him back this year because I thought he was actually like fine for the D-backs last season, but 
this year, Davies has not been good. And I think it's probably smarter to go with a young, unproven guy than a veteran who is just not giving you much of anything in your rotation. So now with Zach Davies out, like how should the rotation stack up? Well, of course, you're going to have Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly as your one and two. And then after that, you're going to have a whole bunch of dart throws in your rotation, right? I'm guessing maybe a Brandon Fott. Uh, pitcher number three in this rotation. Two of his last three starts, like I said, have been shutouts. The strikeout numbers start to tick upward in the in the right direction. So I could see Brandon Fott as your number three. Maybe go with Ryan Nelson as your number three, but I think Nelson's probably going to have a spot in this rotation, whether it's the number three or number four, because there's no more Tommy Henry. There's no more Dre Jameson. I think Ryan Nelson, if Fott's already going to be in the rotation, I think Ryan Nelson's the other logical answer for another spot in this rotation. Three of his four outings in the month of September have been good. He did look good in game one against the... Oh, sorry about that. That was my nickel that I like to play with during my podcast. Um, he was good in game one, so I would like to see Ryan Nelson probably in the rotation. I mean, but him and Brandon Fott are two guys that are not going to have super long leashes. Not like Toy Lavelle is going to trust those guys to go out there and give you seven innings. Like after five, six innings, if they haven't made three turns to the rotation, um, That'll be the only way that they stay out there deep in a ball game. Otherwise, by the time that third time to the rotation hits, whether it's the fourth inning, whether it's the seventh inning, Toy Lovello's ready to stand up and come pull his pitcher. And then that number five spot in the rotation, it should probably be like a bullpen opener type of situation. You might not even need that number five spot once you get to the uh, playoffs. But until then, that number five spot, just for prosperity's sake, I think should be a Slade Kokoni. I, I'm still a Slade Kokoni believer just because what I've seen from him this year, he's been good. He's only had one bad outing this whole year where he gave up like six earned runs over like three innings pitch. I think if you do a little opener situation with a Slade Kokoni and a Bryce Jarvis, I think that's just the perfect pair of guys to round out your rotation because you're going to have a lot of young, inexperienced dart throws in this rotation after Merrill Kelly. And I, I don't know how much trust you can have in those guys once you get to the postseason. Like you're going to need those guys to either play better than expected or you're going need to or you're going to need your offense to just play lights out or you're just going to need your rotation to do enough to get you to the bullpen probably a combination of all three but uh, it's going to be a shaky d-backs rotation as we enter the playoff stretch d-backs desperately need to address their rotation concerns in the offseason hopefully a guy like brendan fock could take a step forward but him, Ryan Nelson, everybody else that we've seen have looked kind of shaky. So I don't know how much trust you have in these youngsters, but I would like to see at least one of them get another crack in the rotation next year, probably a Brandon Fott. And then for the D-backs finale against the Chicago White Sox, you got Bryce Jarvin. Bryce Jarvis bullpen game, if he could give you three, four innings strong, you would feel good about that as a D-backs fan. Hopefully the D-backs will go out there and get the sweep because as you currently look at these standings, I'm recording this with games still going on, but the Cubs are up 3-2, bottom of the eighth against the Atlanta Braves, so they might win that game. The Miami Marlins, um, let me see. Yeah, I have the right data. The Miami Marlins are currently playing the New York Mets and they are tied. They did they do they have a doubleheader today? They probably do because of all the bad weather in New York. So they already lost one game to the New York Mets today. Hopefully the Marlins can lose two games to the New York Mets. That would actually be pretty big time in the standings because the Marlins, as it currently stands, they are uh, let me pull up the wild card standings. As it currently stands, the Marlins are one game back of the Cubs for the third wild card spot. So they're two and a half games back of the D-backs. If they lose the second game, they'll be three games back of the D-backs. Cubs, if they lose this game against the, uh, who are they playing in? The Atlanta Braves. The Cubs would be two games back of the D-backs. So D-backs, 
could potentially build themselves a little cushion with two losses tonight from the Cubs and Marlins. And then the D-backs can sweep the Chicago White Sox with a win at the time of you guys listening to this podcast today. Uh, Yeah, the D-backs will be sitting pretty as they enter the final stretch of the season. And I guess they are up four games with three games left. Like the D-backs are getting pretty close to clinching it here. Like I probably should have the D-backs magic number pulled up. I wonder if I could pull it up quick enough on this uh, as we're doing this podcast so I could show it to you guys. But uh, the D-backs magic number is getting pretty dangerously low. Magic number now drops to three for the D-backs for them to clinch a playoff wildcard spot. So the D-backs, only a couple more wins that they need. Let's go get it started with a series sweep against the Chicago White Sox tomorrow. Now, Javi and I will continue our regression draft, but first, I want to talk to you guys about game time because buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. That is why I use game time because game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account or redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on the hometown broadcast when download the Series XM app and search up Diamondbacks. All right, back here on the regression draft with Lockdown Padres host Javier Reyes. So far, Javi had the number one pick, and it went Snell, Schwarber, Luis Arise, J.P. Crawford, Framber Valdez, Max Muncy now up with the number seven pick. Oh, oh, is he okay? Javier Reyes. <laughs> who's up next yeah for those who don't know still still dealing with my, my cough but thankfully it's like you know when like you get to the point where your cough is like it's just a nuisance yeah, you know what i mean it doesn't hurt anymore yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's i'm totally fine like i feel no because there was a point when man it was like Uh-oh. oh no i want to like stop myself right but anyway before we get too gross um speaking of gross actually mm-hmm. um for some for some uh beauty is in the eye of the pole holder but some people would say that this man's beard and facial hair is a little bit too much okay. some might say that some might say it's it's you could equate it to the johnny damon case um i am also going to pick a philly which you took a few picks ago and i was surprised that you didn't go with this one necessarily i'm going with the guy that some people make memes of and call him that he looks like jesus um brandon marsh of the philadelphia phillies outfielder um not necessarily a household name i it's very look he's having a good season and fun fact, this guy was on the Angels and they really could have used him and they just traded him despite him being like a young draft picked guy. I I haven't heard anyone talk about this mode. I don't know why they traded Brandon Marsh. Like it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, Brandon Marsh to me has never struck out, uh, stuck out. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. As a <laughs> has never struck. He certainly <laughs> struck out. Um, he's never stuck out to me as a guy who's like an above average offensive player. And this year. You know, that first year with the Angels, he was 
you know, mostly just a defensive guy uh, for the most part. And 85 WRC plus, he didn't do much at the plate. 35% strikeout rate wasn't great. Then he goes to the minors, gets straight to the Phillies. And all of a sudden, he's a 275, 370, 442 slash line guy with a WRC plus of 120. And to me, on top of that being just a little bit too much and feeling like that's just a little bit too early for this guy to make a leap like that, in my opinion, and I don't remember hearing vibes like this was the type of upside he had with his bat. Don't get me wrong. Minor leagues show that he can be a guy that gets on base, that he can walk. But for me, on top of all those reasons I mentioned, <laughs> the other thing for me, 30.8% strikeout rate and a one and a 399 BABIP. So he's striking out 30% of the time, and he's got a 399 BABIP. That's really high. And I know that he is a guy that has a decent amount of speed, but 399, that always is going to be a thing where I look at that and say, maybe you're getting a little bit lucky and that all of your ground balls, everything you put into play, for those who don't know, it's batting average on balls in play. That's just a little bit too high for me. Unless you're prime Ichiro Suzuki, um, I'm not going to really trust usually stuff like that, especially given a strikeout rate, for you to just always, every time you put the ball, uh, in play, it was a hit. I don't totally believe it. I think he's more of like a 230, you know, 340 on base guy who plays decent defense, if anything. So that's what I'm expecting next year. And I love drafting anyone who just doesn't put up big peripheral numbers. I don't care about advanced stats sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, what are, what are, what's your production? Are you putting up ribbies, home mm-hmm. runs, stolen bases, run scored? And Brandon Marsh mm-hmm. just don't do none of that, okay? He could be a Jackie Bradley type. Remember Jackie Bradley, that one all-star season he had? But he Yes, like, great comp, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you know, he's not that good of an offensive player, really. I know he's yeah. having a great season right now, but he can't really do much from you in any offensive standpoint. And that's kind of the same with Brandon Marsh. Good defensive player, but can he steal a base for me? Oh, all right, kind of. Can he hit a home run every now and then? But it's like, I can't trust him really to come through in a big moment, deliver a clutch hit. And it's like, what can he really do for me offensively? More of a defensive player. One of those Aaron Hick, Jackie Bradley types. I'm not a big fan of those guys. I need someone... At least give me like a Joey Gallo type. At least I know you can hit home runs or something. At least give me a Nico Horner, who I know you can steal bases yeah. or like an Esri Ruiz. Just give me a skill that you have that I know can translate for me in my offense. I don't know if Brandon Marsh has that. So I love that pick right here at number seven. For me, I have two picks left. I don't know how crazy I want to get, how spicy I want to get. I think we should get pretty spicy here because why not do it for the content? Javier Reyes, I'm going to pick a guy who's actually having a monster bounce back season right now but the last three years we've seen this guy just we were like is this guy done is he gonna be out of baseball this was a star light uh, a future star in the making for the la dodgers when he won uh mvp back in 2019 but 2020 2021 and 2022 we saw three straight seasons where this guy was not really that good of an offensive player he could still do some things defensively but it's like what happens Uh to this man's confidence at the plate it goes to chicago it's been a whole turnaround for his career by why not bet on a regression after he gets a little money in his pocket maybe he's playing for the bag because of the contract here and then he comes back gets paid and then it all wipes away i'm talking about cody bellinger the magic is here for now because he's got something to play for but when he has that security hobby when he knows the the check is going to clear every two weeks that friday deposits <coughs> hitting that wells fargo bank account with pnc bank i don't know what he uses maybe an offshore account once that bank clears that check clears it's 
Cody Bellinger still going to be playing with the same passion and fire? We haven't seen it the last three years, but we see it this year. I don't know. Maybe Cody Bellinger is officially back, but if you told me, look at the sample size from the last four years, what's the bigger outlier? His 2023 season or what we saw from 2020 to 2022? I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. I'm talking to the lockdown listeners out there. I have to admit, I disagree, man. I really do. <laughs> I think this is a guy who was a top-level prospect when he came up. He was rookie of the year. Then he had a regression season where he still mentioned it, 25 home runs and put up a 120 WRC+. Plus. Then he wins the MVP the next year. Then he's, you know, and granted, 2020 small sample size. Then he has two really bad seasons, and then he's great this Ooh. year. I just feel like, the, no, 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 I know, I know. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, for me, he's not doing that. <laughs> I think that for me, it's like, We've literally seen him be an MVP, mm-hmm. so why not uh, do it again? It's not like he's too old. Uh, he's yeah. not. He's still just 27 years old. So I really disagree with this one. I think that he's going to be fine. Could he regress? Sure. But to me, uh, I don't think that his numbers that he's been doing this year, maybe the average goes a little bit down, but a 130 WRC plus guy, it's not like he's got 180 and that he's had an even better season than his MVP year. But because to me, he, we've seen him do it before. And maybe, and also the reason he was bad, partially due to injury. So that's my thing. Um, so I disagree with that one. But that's fair. then again, you dominate every year in fantasy baseball against me. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. And maybe you do. Yeah, because lane drafts, you got to swing for upside. And who has more upside to regress mightily next season than a guy who's regressed and been bad three of the last four years? Then all of a sudden, Back again with an MVP under his belt already. Everyone wants to crown this guy as maybe the premier free agent entering the season, and he might get himself a major bag. I just don't know what that's going to look like. And hopefully, you know, I don't even believe this take myself entirely. I like, I, I'm not even really saying he's going to be bad next year. I just think in a regression draft, the value is too good on a Cody Bellinger here. So I'm taking him with my pick. Who do you have for your last pick, Javi? Javi and I will wrap up the draft in just a second, but first, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel because snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I love a good same game parlay. Give me Chris Olave over on yards. Saints money line. And let's take the under for the opposing team because that Saints defense is elite. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the series XM app and search up Diamondbacks. Part of me wants to just pick the entire Baltimore Orioles roster um, and just as a team, somehow having their best WRC player being Ryan O'Hearn with 128. And despite the fact that they don't have anyone uh, above 126, uh, which is just crazy to me. And the fact that they had no real starting pitching to speak of. And the fact that they were just unbelievably clutch, I would pick the entirety of the Baltimore Orioles. But instead, I'm going to cheat and say the entirety of the damn bullpen. I can't choose which one. But Mm. for you to have a bullpen this clutch, relievers are so volatile. 
I'll throw out one. Let's say Yannir Cano. He has a currently, let me just see if I get this right. He's got a 2.17 ERA on the season. I think their relievers are good, but for you to have no starting pitching and have your relievers just carry you basically the whole way, uh, I'm just picking the bullpen. I just don't think bullpens translate oftentimes um, year to year. I think they're extremely volatile. There's another player I could have picked on here, Kyle Bradish, the starting pitcher for yeah. the Orioles, who was like got really better as time went on. Um, he's rocking a three ERA now, like just really great stuff from him and from a guy who's never really shown that he can do anything like this uh, for the most part. So that's a regression candidate. But for me, I'm I'm going to be a jerk and cheat and say the entire Orioles bullpen because I'm a hater and I don't like that the Orioles are basically the bizarre world Padres where their players actually knew how to step up in big moments and not mm. turn into a frog. So. Man, Javi being a little bit of a hater here. I kind of have the same feeling, though, with the Tampa Bay Rays as, like, a team that I'm like, I could pick. So many <laughs> but we players. always do. We always yeah. do on the race, though. That's the thing. I'm like, half these players, I'm like, do I really believe Zach Eflin, the most coveted pitching free agent from this past year? Do I think he's going to be good again next year? I don't know. The Yandy Diaz's, the Isaac Paredes, the Josh Lowe's, they just have so many guys who are just having mm-hmm. breakout seasons. I don't know how uh, translatable it's going to be for next year. But spoiler alert, I'm not going to pick any uh, Tampa Bay right here. Let me write down Baltimore Orioles bullpen. All right. Javi's last pick. My last pick. I went with one spicy player, Cody. (laughs) I think I have to get spicy once again because you got to do it for the content. I said I was going to be holding a San Diego Padre player in my back pocket. And why not take the player who, if you look at war for position players on baseball reference, He's 10th right now among all players, I believe, in Major League Baseball. And I don't know if he's a top 10 position player in Major League Baseball. I'm talking about Ha Sing Kim of the San Diego Padres, who's having himself a really strong season for the Padres. But when you get all those players, the Machados, the Tatises, the Sotos, that would probably actually help out Kim even more for next season. But do I believe Kim once again can go into next season and be a near 40 stolen base guy, near 20 home runs, have one of the best wars in all of baseball? I think the defense is still going to be there, but this dude was just so clutch throughout the season. I can remember times off the top of my head where he single-handedly killed the D-backs late in games and won them uh, a couple games against the D-backs this season. So ha Kim, I just think when you look at the advanced numbers it tells you he's one of the best players in major league baseball this year i think he has been probably the best san diego position player this year but i do i think another season can pass where kim is the best position player on the padres i think part of it's going to be because the stars are going to step up finally for the padres but also because kim is just going to regress a little bit in 2024 i also don't know if you're there javi did you freeze on me oh i'm here Okay. Oh, I thought you. Oh, you, that was actually beautiful. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually thought you were frozen this whole time until you said I'm here. That was actually the best, like not moving or blinking I've ever seen of all time. I prop to you. I need everyone who's listening to the audio right now. I swear to God, the whole time I was doing this, I thought this. That was amazing by you. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by this pick. Like I feel, one? I feel betrayed. I feel insulted. I Mm. feel just flat out wronged. Um, I feel disheartened uh, by this pick by you. Um, This is a guy who has only gotten better. Hassan Kim is a hero. He's a he's a superhero. He's a a hero of 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 the KBO. This is a guy who's hit for power before. He's a great defensive player. 
I, I nice think gentleman. that this is mean. I think Good this lie. is mean, and I don't appreciate it. Did you see me picking any D-backs players? No. Could I have picked uh, Lourdes Gurriel? Could I have picked yeah. your boy Corbin Carroll? I yeah, could have done know. that. Could have. You know? I could have. He's like, I could have. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, if you didn't, if I won the number one pick, Kim might have been first in this draft. You started with a Padre, so I didn't want to go Padre, Padre, start the draft, you know? Kim, I just think potentially. Who knows? I like him, though. He was really good this season for the Padres. But maybe not next season. Who knows, Javi? Hey, any honorable mentions? I know there was a guy you thought about taking with your last pick, but you instead you took the Baltimore bullpen. Yeah, it's the entire Baltimore bullpen. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, currently of the Phillies. Oh, okay. I like just it. feels like that classic one year. And not that he's a bad pitcher, but I just think he outperformed his peripherals, got a little bit lucky. I could see him regressing. Not that that's a bad thing. I think he's fine. Um, <clears throat> part of me was tempted to say my boy, George Springer. I love Springer. Okay. Um, he hasn't actually been that great this year, but I was almost going to say, I think it's going to get bad uh, for him next year. I think that the injuries have mounted up on him and I'm worried. I'm worried that finally when he was healthy for the majority of this year was when he started to struggle. Um, mm. So that, t- that tells me maybe he's weighing down big contract, all that stuff. Uh, so he's one up there already mentioned Kyle Bradish and Lorenzen. Um, I'm hoping for Josh Hader um, at this point. And then lastly, uh, Jason Hayward was the smart oh. pick. But it's hard to say because it's totally possible that the Dodgers just unlocked him and brought him back to what he used to be. Uh, that would not surprise me. But given that he was basically just completely, he was like the Trent Grisham of outfielders before Trent Grisham was there. Um, not to, I mean, I guess somewhat to insult Trent Grisham, but <laughs> Jason Hayward, 124 WRC plus this year, his last bunch of years, 61, 70, in a shortened 2020 season, 131. So I kind of throw that out. 100, 189, 72, 121. Back in 2015 was the last mm-hmm. time he was an above average offensive player, basically. So I would predict that. But then again, it's the Dodgers and he's 33. Not impossible to turn it around then. So maybe you'll figure it out. And also he's another guy who always had uh, talent through the roof. He just never quite became you know, a superstar player. He was always just a steady Good player at the beginning of his career. So maybe the Dodgers did that. Maybe they're going to get a solid bat, but decent guy to bet against if you're just a, a hater like me. I'm upset, Javi. Jason Hayward should have been one of the first like three picks taken in this draft. I, I don't even know. It should have been, right? Yeah, he, <laughs> I yeah, think we got I, scared because it's the Dodgers. I think that's what happened. We got scared because it's the Dodgers and they figured I'm not, something I'm out. I'm not going to lie. I just overlooked Jason Hayward. I just completely forgot him off my research here, Javi. Uh, I oh, think you know, person. Al. Let me tell you something, Al. Why are you talking about Chris Collinsworth right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd be listening to the BS pod probably too much and they'd be doing that little bit on there. Uh, yeah, like you said, Hayward literally has been good. Too. Yeah, I love when they do that little thing. But like you said, Hayward literally hasn't been like a good offense player in like a decade. And I just can't imagine like when the Dodgers signed him, we just thought it was like a little joke, a little extra depth piece. Maybe you can have a moment yeah. too, but no one really took that signing seriously. And it's like the fact that he has an 800 plus <laughs> OPS, like this is literally the best OPS he's had. The swing since is fixed. Yeah, the swing is fixed. Best OPS since rookie season. Best OPS plus, if you don't count the 2020 year, since his rookie season as well. So you could even say it's maybe his best offensive season since his debut year, which is actually just insane Crazy. to think about. 
Um, so I don't know how the Dodgers were able to uh, uncover the gem of Jason Hayward, but I guess they're one of those franchises that could just do that. Some other honorable mentions that I have written down. I put, I mean, I did put down some rays like Josh Lowe, Yandy Diaz. I put Marcelo Zuna down because you never know. He's been a little up and down the last few years in his career. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. Turner, just because he's old. I mean, can he still continue being yeah. the high level yeah. player at his age? I also put Charlie Bourne down just a couple old boys who should finally hit the wall one of these days. And I even put down your favorite player, Sonny Gray, because I just don't think there's another season where he could be the second best pitcher in the American League. So I think Sonny Gray has to regress at least a little bit mm-hmm. uh, heading into next season. Maybe even a Jorge Soler. I also wrote him down here. But uh, that's it for this a little edition of our regression draft, Javi. Um, what'd you think? And where can the listeners find you? Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, man. I, I must say. And your boy Ketel Barte just homered as I was as I'm speaking. So shouts to you. Big deal for you. Hey, um, now. Let's wrap it up. It was good. It was good, man. And next week, I'm excited for what we're cooking. We're cooking up some fun. I think at least I'm pretty sure we'll do this unless something happens. Our our superlatives for the major league season. Ooh. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with a bunch of weird categories. So that's why we're waiting on it. But until hey, the Miller's okay. so we'll make see a shared note. Let's make a shared note. Just drop all this. Let's make a shared note. Let's make a shared note. Come on. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Creator Thomas24 for their personal account. Look up Locked on Diebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. D backs up 12 to 4 at the time of us recording this. And it looks like they're going to stomp their way over the Chicago White Sox for a game one victory. Let's get a couple more and that's head to the playoff, boys. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diebacks, Locked on Padres crossover. Until next week, Javier Reyes, doses. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. No says.